The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis, as well as the blockchain community divided over the new ERC-404 tokens. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be discussing crypto community fires back at Hillary Clinton's criticism of Bitcoin undermining the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency. Also, breaking news, Peter Thiel's Founders Fund bought $200 million worth of Bitcoin and Ethereum before the institutions dived into Bitcoin ETFs. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin ETFs are sucking up 10x more Bitcoin than the miners can produce. And we do have a halving event occurring in roughly 60 days, which means the minor rewards are about to get cut in half, which can drive that demand by 20x the daily supply. And uh, quoting Charles Edwards, half a billion a day, unfathomable demand for the Bitcoin ETFs. That's right. We have surpassed 500 million per day and we're just getting started. Also in today's show, Bitcoin OG, who called the 2021 all-time high, sees a $600,000 Bitcoin price action by 2026. I'll be breaking down his timeline and his latest analysis. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today is pod episode number 1550. That's right. And so this is a pretty big milestone for us. We've been going strong now for six years. Today is February 13th, 2024. I'm your host, JV, and we're roughly only two months away from the Bitcoin halvening, which is the biggest event that occurs only every four years in the crypto sphere. And let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. We can see Bitcoin trading at roughly 49,200 at the time of the live. We have Ether in the green, still trading above 2,600. We have Solana in the green, trading at roughly $112, while BNB, Cardano, AVAX, and XRP are pulling back. And in the red, with one of the top losers being Litecoin, down roughly 6% on the daily. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we're sitting at a $1.85 trillion market cap with uh, $81 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, which means we're up 23%, with the Bitcoin dominance at 52.3%, and the Ether dominance at 17.1%. Let's go. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours, we got Pith up 9%, followed by Blur up 7%, followed by Stacks up 7%. Followed by Akash, 
Helium, and GNO. Now, which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull run, fam? Let me know in the comments right down below. And checking out the crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective on the daily. You can see, I'd say the majority are definitely correcting and in the red, but we do have a handful of respectable gainers, including Pith, Stacks, GNO, HNT, AKT, and Blur. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're finally back in extreme greed with a 79, which is as high as I've seen this indicator in roughly two years. Prior to that, we did peak at roughly a 76. Uh, yesterday we were a 70, last week a 64, and last month a 60 in greed. And checking out the Bitcoin halving countdown. Only 64 more days to go, family, until the Bitcoin halving in 2024, scheduled to take place on April 17th. Now, you already know the minor rewards will get sliced in half, which is definitely a bullish catalyst, especially as we have unprecedented demand coming in in the form of the ETFs right now. And we're going to have a supply shock, supply shock, and a demand shock in the same year. So you already know what's going to happen to the Bitcoin price action. So take advantage of these prices below 50000 while they last, because in my humble opinion, they will not last for long. So there you have it, family. Pump the likes, the pump the stream, I appreciate it. But let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis, AKA astrology for men. Check some of the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely heading next. Bitcoin saw snap losses into the February 13th Wall Street Open as US inflation data dealt a blow to risk assets. That's right, as you can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Data from TradingView followed a 3.8% Bitcoin price decline on the day, bottoming out at 48.4 on Bitstamp. Bitcoin reacted badly to the CPI print, which exceeded expectations. Month-on-month -month CPI came in at 0.3%, with year-on-year -year figure at 3.1% to 0.1% and 0.3% higher than predicted, respectively. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice though, they really mean flavor. Like in your face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either, but it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. Uh, quoting the Bureau of Labor Statistics from the U.S. here, the index for shelter continued to rise in January, increasing 0.6% and contributing over two-thirds of the monthly all items increase. The food index increased 0.4% in January as the food at home index increased 0.4% and the food away from the home index rose 0.5% over the month, an official press release read. In contrast, the energy index fell 0.9% over the month due in large part to the decline in the gasoline index. So there you have it. Markets immediately began reassessing the likelihood of the Fed cutting interest rates, shifting their timing from March to later on in the year. The latest data from the CME group FedWatch's tool put the odds of March's rate cut at 8.5%. As you can see here, the Fed target rate probabilities. Now, this inflation reading was much hotter than expected all around the board, according to the Kabisi letter, quoting them here. Core CPI was expected to fall, and it didn't, while the CPI inflation came in 20 BPS above expectations. A March rate cut is likely gone. They also added that avoiding the premature rate cut, which would boost risk assets, including crypto, was the Fed's top priority. Go figure. While inflation steals the spotlight from the Bitcoin ETFs, the recommencing of inflows into the spot Bitcoin ETFs, meanwhile, did little to steady the ship. 
for the King Crypto. 49,000 remained out of reach. However, we're right back at that level at this time. As the day's outflows from GBTC totaled around 2,400 BTC, which is 117 million per data from Arcam. And uploading the numbers to X, we had Dan Crypto Trades, who acknowledged positive trends persisting for ETF flows. These now absorbing the Bitcoin supply around 12 times faster than the new coins entering the market. Quoting them here, GBTC outflows remain relatively low, while the other ETFs are ramping up their buys more recently. Yesterday's ETF net flows saw another massive 493 million plus increase. This makes for 1.4 billion in net inflows during the past three trading days. We now have 12 consecutive positive days of net inflows. Let's go. Now the difference between GBTC share price relative to Bitcoin and the so-called net asset value flipped positive for the first time in nearly three years last week. So another bullish indicator. And as Marty Bent points out here, here's the central bankers bragging about their corruption, like straight up quoting them here. It's a great business to be in. You can print money and people believe it. We actually fund ourselves. They said this in their own words. So pride cometh before the fall. Bitcoin is a much more ethical and sensical monetary system. Preach. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Well, let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss these ERC 404 tokens. The headline reads, blockchain community is divided over the new ERC 404 tokens. A new Ethereum token standard that has taken the blockchain sector by storm is drawing praise and criticism from industry vets. Dubbed the ERC-404, the standard mixes the tech behind ERC-20 tokens with that of ERC-721, which is used in the creation of NFTs. One such use is in the realm of fractionalized NFTs, where the ownership of one NFT, such as the Board Ape Yacht Club, is divided amongst multiple wallet holders under the ERC-404 standard. Now, ERC-404 was created earlier this year by synonymous developer, only known as Control and Acme under a project called Pandora, which also happens to have issued the first namesake, ERC-404 token, on February 6th. Shout out to Gomer Pyle. I appreciate the super family, love and light. Since then, Pandora ERC-404 tokens have returned a stunning 530% and currently trade at 23,400 with a market cap of 235 million. For the next steps in its roadmap, developers plan to reduce protocol gas fees by 28 the 50%, quoting Pandora here uh, via the ERC-404 protocol. Many of you guys have been asking about optimization for ERC-404 and how we plan on scaling and improving on the standard. So we thought we'd share some preliminary test results in which they share these results here. Not all are enthusiastic about the ERC-404 prospects, we have to keep in mind. Uh, quoting another analyst, the negative feedback focuses on ERC-404 not following standard ERC procedures, and thus technically it is not being an ERC token, said Miguel Prada, co-founder and tech lead at Diva Staking. While there is a lot of excitement around this, it is uncertain what this ERC-404 can really do for Ethereum. The fact is it is not a standard. It is a significant limitation that means it'll be constrained by those who integrate it independently. It could become a de facto standard with time, but nobody knows if any DeFi project or exchange will ever accept such a token. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, Motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of Motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. 
there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Now, while Prada acknowledged the value of the ERC-404 tokens to bring liquidity into a highly illiquid NFT market, he warns of significant limitations. Quoting him here, for NFTs that represent real-world assets, it is clear that you cannot exchange a fraction of a token that represents different asset classes. And also, Ryan Lee, chief analyst at BitGet Research, agrees, although Lee notes that most ERC-404 tokens have surged in value soon after their creation, he warns that its path to widespread adoption may be difficult. Quoting him here, according to the introduction in the ERC-404 code respiratory, the protocol is currently experimental, said Lee. ERC-404 is currently not formally included in the Ethereum Foundation's ERC standard, he continued, it must be emphasized that within the ERC standard, there are already many similar protocols that merge fungible tokens and NFTs, such as ERC-3475 and ERC-3525. Shout out Earl Harris. I appreciate you supporting the channel by joining the HODL gang and becoming a member. Thank you, family. The current speculation around Pandora can be seen as the market's desire for innovative things and new types of assets on the Ethereum network, but its longevity still needs time to be tested. But ask Akash, head of developer relations at Layer 1 Blockchain Haven 1, a new standard is the game changer. Quoting him here, this new experimental standard has the potential to turn the world's second largest blockchain into a leader in real-world asset tokenization and opens up a wide variety of new avenues for utility. He explained that for the first time, users can purchase and own tokens that adhere to both ERC-20 and ERC-721, equivalent to owning an exchange-traded fund in the decentralized finance world. Quoting him again, if a user purchases a full ERC-404 token, the NFT gets minted to their wallet. But if they elect to hold a fraction of the NFT as an ERC-20, they gain exposure to the price movements without the minting rights. And although momentum is growing, ERC-404 has yet to be officially accepted by the Ethereum Foundation and is still pending review as an Ethereum improvement protocol. Even this analyst warns of the risks of the standard lacking an official approval stamp. Quoting him here, this is a risk investors must be mindful of before allocating to new ERC-404 projects. Without an audit, there is always greater risk of bugs and therefore greater potential for losses. So tread carefully as we await the verdict on this exciting innovation. So there you have it. Crypto fam, what are your thoughts on ERC-404 tokens, which are on the Ethereum blockchain? Let me know your honest thoughts and let me know if you've even ever heard of them before. Anyways, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day. Let's discuss the latest with Hillary Clinton, shall we? Uh, the headline reads right here, crypto community fires back at Hillary Clinton's criticism of Bitcoin undermining the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency. A video featuring the former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's 2019 comments about crypto resurfaced on X over the weekend, sparking a renewed debate within the crypto community. Despite being from a November 2019 panel discussion, the video prompted responses and criticisms from many in the crypto space. Clinton said, once more, area that I hope nation states start paying greater attention to is the rise of cryptocurrency because what looks like a very interesting and somewhat exotic effort to literally mine new coins in order to trade with them has the potential for undermining currencies, for undermining the role of the dollar as the reserve currency, for destabilizing nations, perhaps starting with small ones, but going much larger. 
Now, responding to Clinton's alleging that Bitcoin has the potential to undermine the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency, Galaxy Digital CEO Mike Novogratz wrote the following on X. The only thing that can undermine the dollar as a reserve currency is reckless spending by both parties. Preach. Trump and Biden have normalized huge deficits and have put us in the worst fiscal crisis of my lifetime. Don't blame Bitcoin. It is a report card on fiscal responsibility. Now, shout out Novogratz. Very well said. Now, lawyer John Deaton shared the following. The incumbents who have been in power for decades and threatened by anything they can't control. Bitcoin is an asset, period. In America, people have the right to own assets. The fact that these politicians who believe in the government telling people what they can own and how they should live are scared of Bitcoin is the best advertisement to own it. Preach. God forbid regular people have access to the number one appreciating asset of all time. Precisely. We also have Brian Morgenstern, head of public policy of Riot Platforms, also responded to Clinton's warning with the following. No, two trillion deficits undermine the dollar. The government spending 38% more than it collects causes dollar debasement. On the other hand, Bitcoin and other commodities can strengthen the dollar by tying it to global asset values and creating cross-border efficiencies. Precisely. And last week, we had Russian President Vladimir Putin also discuss the U.S. dollar losing its dominance. He claimed the U.S. is killing the dollar with its own hands by using the currency as a political tool, which we all know. And commenting on Putin's statement, even Elon wrote the following. We have overplayed our hands in weaponizing the dollar. It was a dumb move. But clearly, it was all by design because they want you poor and eating bugs and happy doing so. And eventually, we'll be in a cashless society and we'll have cbdc's which is programmable money from the state what can go wrong <laughs> but fortunately we have bitcoin as the antidote right so as long as you have the escape valve you won't be controlled with that level of slavery and enslavement from the cbdc's telling you what you can and what you can't buy tied to a social credit score because you know it's coming down the pipeline family yeah, you know I mean, but anyways, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day. We discussed the latest with Killary. Now let's discuss a $200 million buy from Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel has been very bullish on Bitcoin for a long time. In fact, he spoke at the Bitcoin Miami conference a few years back and predicted Bitcoin would hit 400,000 per coin. And I've covered that numerous times here on the podcast. Well, he's buying more Bitcoin. Institutional investments into Bitcoin and crypto continues to make the headlines with Peter Thiel's Founders Fund reportedly pumping $200 million into Bitcoin and Ether in 2023. Now, those that don't know, Mr. Peter Thiel, he is one of the initial founders or co-founders of PayPal uh, back in the day, alongside Elon Musk. So according to a Reuters report citing sources with intimate knowledge of the venture capital fund's crypto investment move, Thiel's firm invested $100 million into Bitcoin and Ether, respectively, as talk of a pending spot ETF approval ramped in the United States last year in 2023. Founders Fund has a long history of Bitcoin investing, with Reuters reporting the firm had been acquiring Bitcoin since 2014 and previously reported on another Bitcoin investment made by the fund in 2018. The Founders Fund made over $1.8 billion when it liquidated its Bitcoin holdings in 2022. And while VCs and hedge funds like Founders Fund have been able to buy Bitcoin directly on the open market, major financial institutions and funds have had to wait for spot Bitcoin ETFs to gain exposure to the asset class. So the price of Bitcoin surpassed 50000 February 12th yesterday, reaching a milestone it last traded at back in December of 2021. Market analysts and industry commentators highlighted the impact of Bitcoin ETFs on the surging price of Bitcoin in recent weeks. 
Spot Bitcoin ETFs attracted over 1.1 billion in inflows in early February as outflows from GBTC continued to slow. And according to a February 12 CoinShares report, Bitcoin ETFs have attracted 2.8 billion of capital inflows since they started trading January 11th. Now, analysts at Bitfinex highlighted the Bitcoin ETFs, excluding Grayscale's GBTC, hold over 192,000 Bitcoin, bringing the total assets under management to 59 billion, the highest since early 2022. And the latest Bitfinex Alpha report also notes that the combined holdings of Bitcoin ETFs and MicroStrategy account for a whopping 1.8% of the total Bitcoin supply that will ever exist. While the value of the Bitcoin held is significant, it suggests that the holdings pose no significant threat to the decentralized nature of the Bitcoin network. Quoting the Giga Chad Michael Saylor, Bitcoin is the world's most popular investment asset. It is novel, digital, global, unique, and uncorrelated to traditional risk assets. That makes it a natural addition to the portfolio of a responsible investor. Preach, Michael. Then take all your time and figure out what you can sell to buy Bitcoin. Precisely. MicroStrategy founder Michael Saylor spearheaded the software company's move to convert its treasury holdings into Bitcoin back in 2020. In fact, they were the first publicly traded company to do so. And on February 13th, they shared that Bitcoin is becoming an increasingly attractive asset in an investment portfolio. Quoting him here, Bitcoin is the world's most popular investment asset. It is novel, digital, global, unique, and uncorrelated to traditional risk assets. That makes it a natural addition to the portfolio of a responsible investor. Preach, where are my responsible investors at? Hollow, 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 Sailor added that there are 10 years of pent up demand for Bitcoin from institutional investors that can finally gain exposure to the digital asset through Bitcoin ETFs in the US. He highlighted what he observed as a rebalancing with investors moving capital between futures markets, the miners, microstrategy, and ETFs. Following that, I think the asset has found its footing and people are beginning to realize that there is 10 times as much demand for Bitcoin coming in through these ETFs as there is supply coming from natural sellers, which are the miners. Market analysts also noted drastically different macroeconomic factors as Bitcoin smashed 50 Gs for the first time in two years. The Bitcoin halving and Bitcoin ETF approval in the US are major focal points, according to eToro market analyst Josh Gilbert. That's right, man. Bitcoin having right around the corner, roughly only 64 days out. That's two months and four days. Anyways, pump the likes to pump the stream. We still got a couple of more stories to share with you before we tap into our live Q&A. Let's discuss the Bitcoin ETF demands 10x the actual daily supply being awarded to the miners. And then we'll dive into our feature story today uh, from Tordemister, who is a Bitcoin OG projecting the Bitcoin will reach $600,000 per coin. But let's focus on this ETF demand. Bitcoin ETFs are sucking up 10x more Bitcoin than the miners can even produce. That's right. Spot Bitcoin ETFs scooped up 10 times more than Bitcoin than what the miners were able to produce on Monday, February 12th, which was yesterday. According to preliminary figures, at least 493 million, roughly 10,280 Bitcoin flowed into Spot Bitcoin ETFs as of February 12th. We have BlackRock's iShares Bitcoin Trust, who saw the lion's share with a massive 374 million flowing in. Meanwhile, Fidelity's Wise Origin Bitcoin Fund saw inflows of 151 million with 40 million for ARK21 shares Bitcoin ETF. Grayscale outflows of 95 million and 20 million from Invesco Galaxy ETF slightly offset this, though net inflows were almost half a billion dollars. On the same day, Bitcoin miners produced around 1,000 Bitcoin worth roughly 51 million. And according to blockchain.com, which they said just 10% of the amount of Bitcoin being hoovered up by the spot ETFs. 
So a similar trend was also observed February 9th with approximately 12,700 Bitcoin worth 541 million worth of assets flowing into the ETFs in aggregate compared to 980 BTC worth 45 million added through mining. So BlackRock led the way with 250 million worth of inflows, while Fidelity again came in at second at 188 million. ARC 21 shares saw large inflows of 136 million, while Grayscale outflows fell to their lowest level for the week at 51 million, resulting in the bumper day of aggregate inflows. And yesterday, February 12th, Bitcoin pioneer Anthony Pompliano commented that Wall Street loves Bitcoin in an interview, quoting him here, there is a 12.5x more demand for Bitcoin than what it is being produced on a daily basis. Let that sink in, family, because in two months, we're going to have a uh, Bitcoin happening where the mining rewards get cut in half. So this is going to be 25x more demand than what the Bitcoin supply issuance is to the miners. That means around 80% of the total supply has not moved in the past six months, he said, before adding there's only 200 billion in Bitcoin, which is tradable. So these ETFs have sucked up 5% of the entire tradable supply of Bitcoin in only 30 days. Again, this is pretty unprecedented. And later on the uncensored version of the show, we're going to be reacting to Pompliano's interview on CNBC talking about this massive demand from the CBDCs. And as pointed out here by Charles Edwards of Caprioli Investments, half a billion a day unfathomable demand for Bitcoin ETFs. And this was in response to BitMEX research pointing out Bitcoin ETF flow on February 12th, strong day on the 12th with 493 million flow over all the products. So things are starting to heat up. Can you say supply shock, demand shock, incoming Bitcoin having 2024? Going to be a pretty spectacular year. Let me know your thoughts. And now let's dive into our featured story of the day and discuss Bitcoin OG, who called the 2021 all-time high, seeing a $600,000 Bitcoin price action by the year 2026. Let's break this down. And if just joining us, make sure to pump the likes to pump the stream. We greatly appreciate it, family. Bitcoin will see a minimum of $200,000 per coin in the coming years and could even pass a half a million dollars, according to popular crypto analysts. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment. In his latest update on long-term Bitcoin price action, advisor and early Bitcoin evangelist Tor Demister put Bitcoin at up to $600,000 per coin by 2026. Let's go. Bitcoin hitting 50,000 this week comes amid renewed belief in higher levels yet to come. Bullish Bitcoin price arguments focus on a catharic effect of both April's block subsidy halving and the newly launched spot Bitcoin ETFs. While the former reduces the emissions of new Bitcoin, the latter is already exerting additional pressure on the available supply. So for Tor de Meester, the macroeconomic factors are on the radar. Quoting him here, in 2021, Bitcoin top 69,000. That's right. That was on November 10th. How many of you were here in crypto, especially in Bitcoin at this time? Seems like yesterday, right? Let me know. Quoting him here, I'm targeting 200 to 600,000 per coin by 2026, fueled by trillions of dollars in global bailouts slash stimulus, as he shared here on X. Of banks and governments, for example, U.S. government today is already spending more on interest payments than on their military. Only way to keep going is to print an ocean of money, which ultimately means the purchasing power of the dollar is mathematically guaranteed to go down, while the purchasing power of Bitcoin is mathematically guaranteed to continue to rise as it has been for the past 15-year bull run for the king crypto. Now, a series of subsequent comments on X 
reference systemic problems in the U.S. banking system and the government's future obligation to supply liquidity to halt their decline. And I even shared yesterday we're going to have another regional banking crisis, as Arthur Hayes pointed out, which can drive Bitcoin soaring potentially to a million per coin. But anyways, this reflects a process that is already ongoing with reporting on potential risk asset price volatility hitting in March as a result, which we know is right around the corner, a couple of weeks out, and asked where he expected Bitcoin to hit its next multi-year peak. Demeester added that anywhere from 2025 onward is possible. And on the topic of mainstream interest, so far lacking, despite Bitcoin being up nearly $12,000 in under a month, he argued that 50,000 represents a watershed. That's right, quoting him here. I expect for retail to start waking up soon. Remember, there is no fever like Bitcoin fever. Now, how many of you got Bitcoin fever? Holla at your boy. Demeester is well known for his decade-long contributions to the Bitcoin sphere. In 2019 and 2020, he correctly predicted the most recent Bitcoin all-time high between $50,000 and $100,000 per coin. Notorious trader sees entire market going lower. Let's uh, switch it up to Crypto Capo, probably the biggest bear for the past year, which we tend to make fun of here on the channel, but nonetheless, one bearish voice continues to stand out in his latest analysis shared with Telegram channel subscribers. We have Crypto Capo warning that the 50,000 mark represented a turning point of a different kind. Quoting Amir, I was bullish short term from 40,000 because there were possibilities of reaching 50. It got hit. Now what? I am expecting a rejection of Bitcoin from the 50,000 level while the alts keep pumping more, forming a divergence. After that, the entire market should reverse. Now, I want to make it clear that I disagree. I don't think we're going to reverse anytime soon. I think 40 is the new 20, and we're currently closer to 50 at the time of this recording. So a price target of 12,000 is pure idiocracy, in my humble opinion. But I'd love to know your thoughts, family, in the comments. And what are your thoughts surrounding Bitcoin OG toward Easter calling for a price target of between 200 and 600,000 per coin by the year 2026? Can you see 600,000 materializing? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Me personally, my price target for the cycle peak, which I believe is going to occur in 2025, is anywhere between 222,000 and 500,000 per coin. But again, that's between now and 2025. So by 2026, is 600,000 possible? Anything's a possibility, especially with unprecedented money printed being printed, and especially with the deficit in the United States currently surpassing $34 trillion. And that's not going to slow down any time soon. What if the dollar were to hyperinflate sometime sooner than later? Kind of like uh, the Argentine peso experiencing right now or the Nigerian Naira. That's why Bitcoin continues breaking out to all-time highs in all these different countries around the world. Why? Because it's just basic math, right? The more money you print of this fiat crap slash tulip mania slash Ponzi scheme, right? The more in inflation, the poor is going to have to pay, which is the way they tax the poor, unfortunately. What's the escape valve? What's the escape hatch? How do you unplug from the matrix and protect yourself against these CBDCs, which are coming down the pipeline, which is state-controlled programmable money by central bankers? You stack sats, you never look back. And if you can stack sats, continue to hodl. You got this family. I believe in you. Just keep stacking sats until the wheels fall off because eventually with this money printing, the wheels will fall off. Let me know your thoughts, family. $600,000 Bitcoin by 2026. 
Holla at your boy. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.